The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, a rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, what is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, what shall I do now that my master has taken the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig and I am shamed to beg. I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first, he said, how much do you owe my master? He replied, 100 measures of olive oil. He said to him, here's your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for 50. Then to another steward, he said, and you, how much do you owe? He replied, 100 cores of wheat. The steward said to him, here's your promissory note. Write one for 80. And the master commended that dishonored steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourself with dishonest wealth so that when it fails, you will be welcome into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with the dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one or love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, I want y'all to put yourself in this situation. You take your family to a restaurant, you pay for the meal, and you come home. And one of your kids asks you for some money. So you either look in your purse or you look back here and you're like, where's my wallet? You look over and over and over and there's no wallet. And you realize that your wallet is back at the restaurant. Now, what would you do? Would you say, you know what, I'll go back in a day or two and get my wallet, or I'm going to get my car and go get my wallet. Bet you 99.9% .9 of you all would go get your wallet immediately from that restaurant, right? Here's another situation. You're on the internet. You go to Amazon, okay, to buy a book, and you take out your credit card, but you can't find your credit card. You look all over for it. Your spouse doesn't have it. No member of your family has it. You pull up your credit card statement online and somebody is charging on your credit card. Now, would you just say, you know what? I'm just going to leave my credit card open. Or would you say, I'm going to immediately cancel my credit card. I guarantee 100% of you all would immediately cancel your credit card, right? One more scenario, because I love this stuff, okay? You balance your checking account to the penny every month. So you write $3,000 worth of bills that month, knowing that you had $4,000 in your checking account, okay? The bank calls you and says, guess what? You've overdrawn your account by $2,000. Would you say, you know what? I'm just going to wait till my next pay date to cover those overdrafts. Or would you transfer immediately money from your savings account into your checking account to cover those overdrafts? I know what all of y'all would do. I know what I would do. 
I would transfer money from my savings account into my checking account. Do you see the picture I'm painting right here? Most of us spur into action when we know that our financial situation is in dire straits, right? We act, we act immediately. We don't wait around. We rectify the situation immediately. The question is, why don't we act the same way when our spiritual situation is in dire straits? In other words, why don't we immediately act immediately to rectify the situation when our souls are in dire straits? For if our souls are in dire straits, everything in our life will fall apart. That is what Jesus is doing in today's gospel. He is giving us a wake-up call. He is using the actions of the steward, the dishonest steward, as an example for the way we should act when our souls are in dire straits. Look at the steward in today's gospel. He was about to lose his job and he said, guess what? I don't have anybody else to help me out. So I'm going to make friends. And I'm going to have to make friends in a dishonest way because when I make friends, they're going to turn around and, and help me out when I have no more money. By acting, the steward got himself out of a bad financial situation immediately. And that's why the master commends this, this, the dishonest steward for acting, get this, prudently. That's what Jesus is holding up to us. It's not the fact that the steward acted dishonestly, but he acted and he acted immediately to get himself out of a bad situation. If our souls are in dire straits, we need to realize the danger that we are in. Then we need to act and we need to act, boom, just like that. We need to reestablish our relationship with God. Let this gospel be a wake-up call. Assess your situation. If your soul is in dire straits, act now. Not tomorrow, not next week, but right now.